Welcome to Muffliato, a Harry Potter podcast where we fill your ears to prevent you from hearing nearby conversations. I'm Josh. And I'm Blake, and today we close down our kissing booth due to too many customers being demented as we continue our journey through Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban and come now to the 20th chapter, The Dementor's Kiss. Now, Josh, I uh, I got this idea of uh, the, the the old kissing booth. I feel like I've seen it in a couple of TV shows, uh, you know, comedic elements uh, that it's like at a fair and you pay a dollar or something for a kiss. And uh, and I thought, yeah, that probably wouldn't be the best uh, with uh, Dementors lining up as they uh, come down for Harry and Sirius. You know, that clearly is a not a nice thing. But uh, ever been to a kissing booth yourself, Josh? I, I have not, Blake, uh, but I, I just want to say for the listeners that uh, I really had to suppress a, uh, a, a a chuckle when you read the intro. I, I don't always read the uh, the intros that you write, uh, Blake, um, and I was just thinking to myself, where is he going with this? But uh, once you once you brought it around, I was like, oh, okay, that's that's pretty funny. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, no, this... I've never been to a kissing booth. Yes, know. the uh, I, it, something about it just seems like I'm I'm paying a dollar for this kiss. It just doesn't seem right to me, no. and so. So I, uh, I don't think they're that popular here in New Zealand, uh, and uh, and so yeah, that's that's pretty 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 funny. Regardless of that, uh, yeah, this this chapter we do see a whole lot of dementors uh, coming in, and uh, uh, this is um, kind of the I don't know moment of despair or something. But maybe let's get into the chapter summary, Josh, and then we can we can talk about that. Yeah, sounds good. On the journey to the castle, Sirius tells Harry that since he will now be free, Harry is welcome to come and live with him, but only if he wants. Harry's unbridled excitement at the proposal surprises Sirius, and he finally smiles. Upon exiting the tunnel, everyone steps into the moonlit night. Lupin, who has not taken his potion, immediately transforms into a werewolf. Black changes into a dog to better defend himself and the others, while Pettigrew, in the chaos, seizes Lupin's wand, stunning Ron and Crookshank. Harry manages to disarm Peter, but he transforms into a rat and scurries away. Lupin runs toward the Forbidden Forest with a wounded padfoot in pursuit. Harry and Hermione check on Ron, but are unable to help. They then run to the lake where they see a great number of Dementors descending on Sirius Black. Harry is unable to conjure an effective Patronus. Overrun by the creatures, he feels that he is about to face the Dementor's kiss. Suddenly, as consciousness fades, he sees a bright light all around him and the Dementors flee. A corporeal Patronus has caused them to disperse, but it is cast by someone across the lake, someone who looks impossibly familiar. I think this is this is really cool with the way that Sirius thinks it's just a very like, I don't know, I'll, I'll invite him, I'll ask him if he wants to come live with me. But like I, you know, he only just found out that I was his godfather and then I'm innocent. So, you know, he's probably does not have much hope. But it, it goes to show that uh, Harry really does not like the Dursleys, you know, like he uh, he puts aside any last yep. minute sort of you know, inhibition or whatever it is, be like, no, it's probably not the best idea. Maybe I need to get to know my godfather a bit better. But he's like, nope, like I'm all in. Like, I, 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 <laughs> I want to live with- so much. Yeah, I, I love so much, Blake, where, where he, he says something like, leave the Dursleys. And then <laughs> Sirius is like, oh, I, I totally understand if you don't want to come. And he's like, no, of course I want to. <laughs> it's, oh, it is it's, quite sad it's so how, um, how uh you know how low the standards must be for poor harry like the guy is willing to live with you know a um, a man who spent 12 years albeit wrongly accused in in prison you know is yeah, jumping yeah. at the chance harry yeah. does not know that serious black 
has a vault full, like the, you know, the family vault almost of gold that he has to buy no. a house. Like, it's like, Harry's like, mate, I don't care if you, we live in a shack. Uh, I want yeah, right. to, wanna... he, he has not seen Grimald place at this point. Yes. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't, he doesn't yeah. know what property he owns. It's like, no, you've been in prison for so long. How, you know, you probably don't have anything to your name. And, uh, but Harry's like, yes, please. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Um, you know, we can, we can live in, in the shrieking shack together or whatever. I, I, I don't know. I just, I just don't want to live with the Dursley. So it, it goes to show that um, that's quite fun for, for him and, and probably very warming to Sirius Black's heart that, you know, Harry is now believes him. No doubt. And, yeah. uh, and obviously quite humanizing, I'd imagine. Yes. Too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's those moments, yeah. right. When, when Sirius is now smiling and, and he's now more of a human, right? Like Harry sees more of mm. like that younger face and that younger friend of his father's in Sirius. Now that he's actually smiling rather than yeah. this, almost like the murder all the murderous posters posted everywhere like you know that that doesn't do that well for uh, for his his appearance so yeah we we get a, a great introduction uh, to this chapter with the, with that conversation there and then a very sort of quick turn uh, into uh, this this dangerous moment of lupin becoming a, a werewolf but what is that kind of theme you know is it uh is it obvious to us yeah like i, I thought about this for a while I, I i didn't think of a a theme initially because you know th- this is the chapter that is is arguably one of the well i'd say arguably the lowest point in in the books you know at the end of this chapter we have sirius who has uh, nearly been given the dementor's kiss we have Pettigrew mm. who has escaped and we have buckbeak who is dead um, yeah. Ron has his leg broken and is in the hospital and Harry and Hermione are nearly killed by the Dementors. And so this is, this is a low point in the book. And so, you know, I, I thought of, you know, does, is this chapter just, you know, the theme, everything goes to custard, but uh, after <laughs> a little more thinking, I, I think a better theme would be transformations and reversals. Um, okay. And, and, you know, look at the kind of the non-obvious transformations that, that you mentioned already um, the transformation of Sirius once he, starts talking to Harry as a godfather when yeah. when his life is no longer consumed with revenge um, he he gets younger visibly it's it's like 10 years have been taken off his face is is the line and so you know that's a, a clear transformation Harry similarly uh, is transformed at the idea of of going to stay with his godfather that's so exciting to him he, he cannot you know keep the the excitement from from bubbling over and 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 so those are the two transformations Lupin upon the the moonlight touching his skin transforms into a werewolf major transformation Sirius transforms immediately after that Pettigrew transforms after uh, <laughs> that as well um, and then finally the reversals you know this is a reversal of justice this is a reversal of all that has been building up to this point in the last chapters of exposition and and really the the whole um, case against Pettigrew just really does come crashing down yeah I love what you said about the uh, transformation of Sirius that once he kind of had Harry on his side, you know, he looked 10 years younger and, and that smile mm. came out. And I also think it was, you know, in the last chapter, we talked about that moment that Harry stopped Sirius and Lupin from actually killing someone and, you know, out of love for them, that they were his father's friends, that he didn't want them to be murderers, even though the the man that they were trying to kill was the one who, who handed over his parents to, to the dark Lord. It's like, you know, he, he could have, but that relief almost of, and, and you said it, the relief from revenge, right? They mm. were now, you know, Sirius Black is now at 
at peace in a way with Harry's decision because he was the only one to like be able to make that decision, right? Nobody else could have stopped them from killing Pettigrew, I don't think. Like it was just, it was Harry's call to make. And that relief that he now has from that revenge uh, is, uh, yeah, definitely helps on top of everything else to, to just de-age him and, and yeah, allow him to kind of relax his shoulders, relax everything and just be able to enjoy kind of the idea of I'm going to be free and, uh, and mm. I can spend time with my godson and I can do this thing, look after Harry for my best friend, James. And yeah, I think it's a, it's a wonderfully beautiful moment um, of, of relief that he, he would be experiencing there. And it's, it's a very magical moment in the uh, the film as he's looking towards the the castle and he's just having like the fresh air breathing in that like moment of freedom uh, until mm. it all as i like to you know think the key theme like you mentioned is uh, it all goes to custard right key theme for me for you listeners out there you can take transformations and reversals josh's key theme or i'm going to latch on to uh, all goes to custard as the key, the key theme um and uh, yeah see see which one you think is uh, is is better that you want to uh, latch on to but uh, mm. custard Custard slightly well. slightly less technical but no less <laughs> accurate theme yeah, yes I, I agree I, yeah. I don't know if um in a proper say english uh, you know paper where you're analyzing all of these uh, you know themes and this stuff that you know all going to custard or custard would uh, be uh, you know marked uh, in, a, in a high regard uh, for a theme i don't don't think so but that is all right uh now as we as we have been talking already about Sirius Black, like, you know, for, for character development wise of things, this is a very chap, like a, a big chapter based on action. As soon as, as soon as that moment between Sirius Black and Harry Potter at the very start that finishes, we kind of get into a bit of uh, action here and, uh, you know, and there's lots of stuff going on, but we do obviously get the development that we just said with Sirius and now he's free. He offers, you know, Harry to come live with him and that's just the, the best thing. And uh, yeah, so I, I find that apart from that, do we really see any other character development moments from anybody else, Josh? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say anything else, but but I would just say the the only other thing that kind of goes under the same heading is also a bit of a a Venn diagram with with world building, and that is the the nature of werewolves and their transformation. Mm, okay. in, in my reading, um, like it's it's interesting that that I've I've read a few things that, that point out that if Lupin transforms into a werewolf when the moonlight hits him, yes, you know the why did he need to go to the shrieking shack? Could they not lock him in a room in the hospital wing or, mm. um, you know, c- could they not create something other than like a, another place to go? If, if this is all that it takes, can't people like just stay indoors? Like it, it seems, it seems odd to me. Um, yes, it it yeah. seems, you know, e- even in, um, in Lupin's explanation earlier, we we hear that he would curl up in the Shrieking Shack. It sounds yes. like he was transformed, right? Yeah, exactly. And the idea of the the Wolfsbane potion allowing him to then transform in his office, right? Like he's safely as a teacher. This is Lupin yeah, as a teacher. Yeah, he's able to transform, curl up in in his office, and just wait it out. You know, yes, his office might have had windows, and but like it's kind of like why doesn't he do that still at the shrieking shack this time around? Um, or, you know, it's, yeah, I, I know what you mean that you're, what you're raising here. It does seem like interesting, right? Like that this, the moonlight hit his skin and 
you know, like, okay, does that mean like, because it's now the clouds separate and the moonlight all like floods the ground that Mm. that's, that's the bad thing here. But if it's like a, you know, if he's in the castle in his office being like, well, got to get ready for, you know, this month's, you know, turning into a werewolf, is he even hit by moonlight in his office? It doesn't seem like it. It's almost like, yeah, it just seems like this is the two different modes of turning into a werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, the only thing I I found that, that helps kind of explain it is that perhaps one person suggested that uh, Lupin had been taking Wolfsbane um, throughout the week and that, you know, made him possible to to have this transformation kind of delayed. Um, oh, and that, okay. But, you know, we, we don't see that clearly in the book. That, that's just speculation. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. You know, I, I, I certainly would not have expected if I was, you know, just going on what we read for the, the moonlight to kind of like click everything into place. It doesn't yes. quite seem to, to, to work. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a question to write down uh, when, uh, you know, clearly our podcast blows up so much that rolling just begs to be on our Harry Potter podcast. And, oh, uh, and then definitely. we get to ask her a couple of questions. That's, that's probably a good, good question to ask unless anybody uh, listening can point us into a, a good theory or a good kind of a very well uh, backed up uh, discussion on this. Cause it is an interesting one. Otherwise, other than the wheels and the moonlight that we see, we see that Dementor moment of the, uh, the Dementors lowering their hood. Right. And uh, finally getting to see what they look like underneath. And you probably don't want to see what they look like underneath close up regardless right josh like it's kind of mm. not a pretty sight it's not like you're uh, no. your wife uh, coming to kiss you it's uh this is the the least uh the the, the least thing that you could ever want to uh, be near you yeah so when that that dementia lowers its hood like the description is so mm. gnarly like that where the eyes should have been there was like grayed scabbed skin yeah. like it's just yeah. nasty and then like a wide open gaping mouth that just like mm. Is, you know, that is the method of that soul sucking ability that dementors kiss and and we'll link into you uh in, into that there about you know things that are known about the dementors kiss but it's just clearly the you know the the worst thing that you could face before that soul being sucked down like it's not even a nice way of losing your soul like you're you're face to face with this horrible creature and, you know, that's part of it. That's part of the the reason why Dementors are the, you know, one mm. of the worst creatures in the wizarding world. Um, they're, they're quite nasty. But it does make me think that much like, the you know, the, the Azkaban and that the, the Dementors are used to guard that prison, what are the, like, Dementors, you know, do, does the American Wizarding Society, do they think, like, no way, mm. we're not going to use Dementors for that sort of thing, you know, like, that's too cruel or know they're not to be trusted because they're very dark creatures and we prefer to trust wizards. Um, it's like, it just intrigues me that there could be, it'd be what, you know, what Dementors look like or what, where are they used in other communities around the world, uh, you know, wizarding communities? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I don't know if we have an answer to that anywhere. No, um, but you know, it, it seems like, um, 
it seems like the a couple different approaches could be taken. There's the the magical beast or fantastic beast, if you want to use that word for for defense. You know, something like a dragon or monster yeah. or something similar. Or or the Dementor is an obvious one. Or highly trained wizards. Uh, location would certainly play into it. You know, Azkaban is in the middle of the sea, right? But you know, it's 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 a hard it's a hard job locking uh, wizards up. You know, you can't really use technology um, <laughs> because uh, you know who knows what could happen there. It could be on the fritz. Um, yeah. 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 No, no electronic locks here. Uh, so, you know, it makes, yeah, exactly. it, it makes it a longer process. Um, it's, it's quite interesting. Um, and another thought that when you mentioned Fantastic Beasts, um, you know, and, and we'll be, we'll be um, looking at the, the latest um, Fantastic Beasts movie uh, sometime soon in, in sort of a bonus episode uh, when, we, when we get to that. But the, when it made me think like Newt Scamander, like does he, you know, I'm pretty sure a Dementor would not be a fantastic beast, uh, but like I wonder if it's within his book and how he studied those Dementors, because it just seems like he has a love for all Great creatures what, what and all animals. What class of being are these? Yeah, yeah. it how, seems how like do we classify them? That'd be in the appendix of the book, being like, yeah, I didn't actually want like you know, I, I don't think these are fantastic, but uh, you know, yeah. they needed a mention, so. There you go. So we, we get that Dementor side of, of world building. But other than that, you know, bit of an action scene, a little, little sort of dog on werewolf fighting going on, which is pretty uh, pretty cool. Very nice that Sirius is uh, playing sort of that role of protector, right? Protecting um, his, his mm. godson in, in that role of, of, uh, of being a godfather and protecting, obviously, his friends and, by extension, protecting Snape, even though I'm sure he... Uh, would maybe not like to, you know, just protect Snape by himself, but uh, he's doing it mainly for probably Harry and his friends. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, Blake, there isn't a whole lot more to, to discuss for us. The The main literary device in this chapter is is the foreshadowing yeah. that... Um, that takes place you know, right at the end where, where Harry sees a figure across the lake. It doesn't really go into this chapter, so we won't dwell on it too much. No, here, no. Spoiler alert, he, he thinks his initial reaction is that it's his father. But the truth is that like he is seeing himself in the whoa, future, whoa, what? Uh, which, which is How something is we will definitely himself? discuss later. How um, on earth is he seeing himself? That does not How, make yeah. sense at all yeah. until maybe yeah. we get to the next chapter who knows exactly and so like i said like he doesn't really understand what's happening here so we'll talk about that later but that is the brief bit of foreshadowing that we have everything else is really action um, the only other thing i wanted to mention before we go to significance is that this chapter has i, I think one of the worst examples of cgi in uh, in the movies um and one of the best for comedic purposes only. Um, and that would be the transformations of uh, Lupin and, um, and Pettigrew, respectively. I think that, um, that Pettigrew's transformation is so bad, it's good. I think it's perfect. Okay. Um, his little wave um, at the end is yes. just fantastic. <laughs> little fingers. Um, Goodbye. <laughs> but but Lupin's, Lupin's uh, transformation has not aged well, Blake. And uh, yeah. it started out undoubtedly quite scary. It is a bit complicated. Now. I I would I want to double check that because part of me thinks they they did blend a bit of practical in that I'm not too sure right. I well I want to double check that but that is 
that is definitely for the movie episode that is going to be coming up once we finish uh mm-hmm. you know the the book uh we will do the uh, prisoner of azkaban movie and uh, that that will be a part of that kind of talking about the cgi in the film and uh, that definitely has to be mentioned because yeah i know there's quite a few complaints about that or or maybe not complaints as such but more just notices being like yeah it hasn't aged as well as some of the other effects much like you know the the pretty bad uh, troll cgi in the first movie uh and so there's there's obviously obviously that so yeah uh and and significance wise you know this chapter we get that harry figure or i guess the james like figure because he thinks it's his dad who protects them from all those dementors that is that significant moment that someone does come to save sirius and harry from all of those dementors from the long line at the kissing booth of uh, of lots of dementors willing to uh, pay a dollar for a kiss but um aside from that this is and maybe one last thing to know this is actually like the smallest chapter in this book you know very quick episode because it's it's a pretty quick turnover to what comes uh the like one of the longest chapters if not the longest chapters of the book and that's that's next chapter we finally get into time turning and uh actually going back in time and and fixing all these mistakes that maybe have been made and uh yeah so that's pretty exciting so we'll get into that but thank you for listening head over to itunes and leave a review your support helps keep the magic alive and to get in touch with us ask us a question via instagram or send us an email at mufflautopodcast at gmail.com to continue the adventure join us next time as we discuss the 21st chapter of harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban hermione's secret